Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I want to speak to Claire Allen now. Yes, Claire Allen, the writer. Morning, Claire. Good morning, Frank. Are you in the fine maiden city or are you travelling the world? I am in the fine maiden city uh, for the next few days at least. It's been, it's been a busy couple of weeks. We've been out and about. We've been down in Dublin uh, this week, but back home for a wee bit now. How many novels have you had to publish, Claire? I have had... This is my 12th novel, and eight of those were women's fiction, and then I decided to do a complete change and a change of direction and started writing crime novels about three years ago. So this is my fourth um, psychological thriller. So tell us about this one. Uh, what can we expect or not expect, as the case may be? Well, this one is called The Liar's Daughter, and it's a bit of a whodunit, and it does deal with a very sensitive topic. There is a child abuse storyline in this. Um, I always uh, very clear to, to let people know there are no scenes of child abuse in it. It's more about how adults who have been abused as children have dealt with the trauma over the years. So in that context, we have a, an elderly gentleman called Joe McKee, who is you know, one of these pillars of the community. Everybody has a good word about him. He's the local librarian um, and he get, he gets a cancer diagnosis so his daughter and his stepdaughter step in to take, you know, uh, take part in the palliative care and, and to look after him through his illness um, but quite soon we realise there's an awful lot of tension in that house there's tension between the daughters and Joe and there's tension between the daughters and each other and then Joe, Joe passes away quite quickly and perhaps even with the cancer diagnosis, you know, it's um, a wee bit quicker than would have been expected. And that's where we turn into the whodunit aspect of it. There are five people in the house when Joe dies. And we soon find out that, you know, he has been sent on his way by one of those people. And the rest of the book, we're just supposed to digging into all their backgrounds, finding out who it was that finally did the deed and sent him on his way. How do you manage to corral a story like that, whether it's that or any of the others that you've written, where you have the beginning, the middle and the end? Have you some idea before you set out or do you go on an adventure with the writing? A little bit of both. I'm one of those writers that I, I will have, you know, kind of rough idea of where I'm going. I certainly, you know, in my head, I, I'm, I have a very strong idea of the characters and I have an idea of the plot. Um, but I do like to let it surprise me. So quite often, actually with most of my thrillers anyway, by the time I get to the end, the killer turns out to be somebody completely different than I thought it was going to be at the start of the book. Um, 
which is exciting and terrifying in some ways, but I always seem to reach a stage where I go, to know what would be really, really like sort of twisted and, and unexpected is if X person did it instead. So that's where I allow the writing experience to be really, really fun for me because you're dealing with very serious topics, but you need something that sort of keeps you, uh, keeps you going. And I think if it doesn't surprise me as a writer, it's not going to surprise the reader and everybody just wants that big twist that they don't, they haven't seen coming or you want to be surprised and, and, and keep something to, that makes them keep turning the page. And when you're describing a character, are, are you describing people who you've really seen? Are they, are they people, I'm not saying that you're telling a story about real people. I'm just yeah. saying if you develop a woman called Jenny, is she someone who looks like a person in the street who you see? Does she dress like someone who you knock around with? She's probably a bit of, you know, like one of those uh, police efforts. She's, you know, there might be a little bit of somebody here and a little bit of somebody there. I'll, 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 um, writers are magpies, so we steal lots of things. So, you know, we, we will steal some mannerisms that we see from somebody or, you know, a turn of phrase or we will see somebody go, they look really like, I imagine this character would look like, and we steal away all the, you know, the, the, like the intricate details. Uh, of of what they wear and how they wear their hair and things like that, but really, um, a lot of it is just a product of our our, our imaginations, or sometimes sick imaginations. But um, we, I suppose we don't even realise it ourselves. We're just always sparing away those little details, and they and they come out subconsciously. Do Do you make notes as you go along? Could you be driving in the car and pull in at a layby and write a few things down that you want to put in a in a book in maybe in a few days' time? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I do have a notebook at hand, or my phone will have lots of like really random sentences in it, and sometimes I read them back. And you know, especially if um, quite often you might wake up in the middle of the night and go, "That's a brilliant idea." So you jumble something down into your phone or onto a piece of paper and when you read it in the morning it's like totally bonkers and it's never going to go into a bit but you just write it down anyway because you never know which one is going to to hit and we're always looking for inspiration we look for inspiration anytime you know anytime I'm out for a walk with the dog I'm always looking around for locations that might suit a book or you're all, you know, picking up little traces of conversation and things like that. So, yeah, you're, you're pretty much switched on 24-7. You have to be to be creative. You're a journalist by trade, uh, now a full-time mm-hmm. writer. You, you turned to, I suppose, the thriller genre with Her Name Was Rose. Uh, that was published a few, yeah. what, about a year, over a year ago, and a couple of years about ago. a year and a half ago now, yeah. Yeah, became a, a, a USA Today bestseller. That must have made you feel good. It was amazing and completely surreal. It's still surreal, you know, to have this title that, you, you know, you can you can carry around with you really for the rest of your days and uh, how people reacted to that because obviously having written eight women's fiction books, I had all this lovely, you know, lovely loyal readership that loved tuning in to, you know, read a love story and see how things were going to go. And then I just, you know, turned that all around and I didn't know if people would come with me and I didn't know if it would work. It was a risk to take. But um, the response has been brilliant and, and Rose in particular has um, gained such a readership and it's still it's still doing really well. Over Christmas time we were in the Amazon top five and that was a year and a half after publication. Um, so to still be get, dragging in loads of readers uh, is 
amazing. It's beyond my wildest dreams, you know. Um, and I get emails from people in Australia. I've had an email from a lady in Iran who is going to actually base a doctoral thesis around her name was Rose, which was just incredibly surreal. But um, so just to know that you're reaching a lot of people, it's uh, it's incredible. It's amazing. It must be wonderful to have the feedback. I follow you on Twitter and I see some of the things you'll be saying and you'll be updating us, of course, on the work that you're doing and how much commitment that you have yeah. to put, put into it. I get the impression you do set hours aside. and We, we often ask this of, of writers. I know it's not mm-hmm. a nine to five, but you've got to do hours each day, don't you? Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I have, I have two children, They're a little bit older now, which makes it a bit easier. But it's basically a case of go and do the school run in the morning, drop them off. And then like most people, you know, go on to your job. I go to my mum's house where I have an office and I close the door. And that's me sort of until about half two. And then I, you know, do the reverse school run, pick them up. Most days then I do try to leave it at that. So I'm sort of fresh for the next day. But I find if I'm really, really into the writing process and loving it, then, you know, I will write through the evening as well. But the minimum I do is every day, and that's Saturday and Sunday as well, sitting and sort of doing four hours minimum. Um, but I love it. It doesn't feel like work, which is which is the nice thing. Your head must be incredibly creative, you or any other writer who can who can do this over and over again. Your Your, your head must be buzzing like a brilliant musician's head is with musical notes my i'm just a uh-huh. i'm just inquisitive that's all that's in my head i'm yeah. terribly uh-huh. uh, lacking in the creative department but i'm i'm maybe nosy by nature so i ask a lot of questions and that's that's how i turn a pound you, you, your yeah. your creative mind must be buzzing it is and you know what it always has been i've always had like this really crazy imagination and I suppose I grew up on a house where there were always loads of books and we were always read to but we were always really encouraged to be silly and to use our imagination and if you know if you could answer a, a question correctly or you could come up with the most fantastic silly answer for it that you know dug every bit of imagination out of the corner of your mind as a child then then that's what we did and you know we had such fun it's such a such a lovely childhood doing that that um that it, it it just is natural to me to always sort of think that wee bit differently and to always look for different ideas from things. And you know, that's how I raise my kids. And if my brother's a writer as well, uh, my sister's a very talented writer. So it, it's just something I think we were really, really lucky because this was in, like in the 80s in Craigan and Derry and people were had an awful lot to deal with. Um, I, you know, my parents had stuff to deal with going through the worst of times. But we had that joyous um, encouragement to always use our creativity and that we could do and be anything that we wanted to be. Um, it's a great gift to, to give people, you know. But, uh, yes, yeah, sometimes I do wish the voices would quiet down. <laughs> not so, not at all. Not at all. Claire, the latest one is The Liar's Daughter. It's published by? It's published by Avon Hoyer and Prince of HarperCollins. Lovely stuff. You check out all the HarperCollins stuff there and you will find The Liar's Daughter by Claire Allen. Claire, good speaking to you. Continued success. Thank you. Thank you very much, Frank. That's Claire Allen from Derry who's been writing for a while now. Twelve published novels and The Liar's Daughter is her latest one. And of course, if it does as well as her name was Rose, well, we'll be hearing a lot more about her. Uh, That became a USA Today bestseller. It's 20 past 11. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.